Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or someone who just needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed last week's episode, please be sure to download it after you tune in today. Before I introduce my guest, I'll share another entrepreneurial story with you all. I'll introduce someone who is on the under 30 cover of Forbes for 2018 with three other people, Kendrick Lamar, DJ Zed, and the Bumble founder, Whitney Wolf. Today's entrepreneur is Carly Kloss. She's a 36-time cover girl of Vogue and earned $10 million in 2016, taking the highest paid model nod. She continued to grind until she was satisfied with her resume, where she finally had L'Oreal, Expressed, and Swarovski. She has now spread her entrepreneurial wings and is focused on creating the nonprofit Code with Clossy. I thought this was really cool because it, she teaches 500 women to code during summer camps and through scholarships. She originally just wanted to learn to code like an entrepreneur wanting to learn new things, but she ended up building an education nonprofit, but that's an entrepreneur for you. Cassie, what did you like about her story? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Carly's. Really? I, I've been following her for quite a long time. So when I found out she started this organization, I thought it was super cool. I mean, I think it's really unconventional because how many supermodels do you hear about like super interested in math and science and like doing something with it? Um, and coding something that I've wanted to learn better and get better at as well. So um, the fact that she's allowing these girls to have the chance to uh, learn about it and grow with it, I think is super awesome. Um, and just the fact that she started it in 2014, she started coning, learning it, and then a year later she started this organization. I mean, she just completely capitalized on her passion, which is really cool. It is so amazing. She's helping so many females in the process learn how to code. But my guest on the show today is somebody I met through networking with someone who already aired on the show. That's whose voice you just heard. I feel referrals are a great way to grow your business because it's a warm lead and most likely a trusted source or someone you can rely on. My guest today is a dreamer, creator, and a storyteller and is certainly an entrepreneur actively trying to acquire accounts and grow her business. She has always had a passion for marketing but wanted to do it on her own and she's got a great story for you young entrepreneurs. It's my pleasure to introduce Cassie Palmer. Cassie, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm super Of excited. course, of course. Why don't you go ahead and share your story a little bit and then end up what you're working on today before we hop in. Sure, of course. So I've been on the journey towards uh, entrepreneurship for a while now, probably three or four years is when I really started to think about doing it. Um, I've always kind of been like, someone who had to always move around and I wasn't super satisfied with being in one spot for a long time. And I've never been good at with like desk jobs or anything like that. So I knew I was like, you know, I need some sort of flexibility in my life. I need to be able to make my own schedule, but also grind and, you know, uh, pursue something that I really want to pursue. Um, so I guess taking it back, I was born in Ohio, raised in Florida. Um, you know, marketing and PR wasn't always something I wanted to do. I actually uh, used to volunteer at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. I wanted to work with animals. That was like what I was going to do. Um, and then when I was doing some research about a potential degree, it kind of shifted and I learned about PR and I was like, you know what, let me go to USF. Let me do this. There's a lot of opportunities in public relations, you know, you can pursue a lot of different stuff. So sure, yeah. I decided, yeah, so I decided to go towards that. 
Um, and during college, I did a lot of internships. I actually worked for Disney for almost a year. So I, um, after that fact, I was like, all right, I'm going to work at Disney full time in a professional career. I want to go in California and like work for one of their studios and do marketing for them. So that was something I kind of pursued for a while. Um, it didn't work out. So I was like, you know what? It's all right. Let me just keep chucking along. I'll figure it out. Um, and I'll find something else cool to do. So I, uh, you know, during college, I got an internship with Chichio Restaurant Group, pretty popular here in Tampa. And I started the internship there um, and I kind of worked my way up slowly over about two years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore a ton of hats during that time. I did everything from marketing, public relations, social media. I was an executive assistant at one time. So that was really the time where I got to dabble in a bunch of stuff and really figure out what I wanted to um, pursue full time. Um, so during that time, you know, in college, I only took one social media class. It was kind of new at the time when I was in college. So yeah, I don't think they had that when I was yeah, in college. No, literally, like, I think my junior year, they introduced the first class that they ever had at the school, which was great. But um, so during this time when I was at Chichio's, I was getting to do social media and I was kind of learning on the fly. So it was a lot of YouTube research you know talking to people who knew what they were doing and of course yeah yeah, social media was really um developing at that time anyways so it was like you know instagram was fresh um snapchat was barely around tiktok like no one knew what that was yet so it was really cool to be able to kind of learn as that whole world developed and got really popular um so i fell in love with strategy i fell in love with um analytics and data and figuring out what businesses have to do to make um, to take social media and to really make it work for their business and to, to pursue their goals um, that they have. So that was something that I really took and ran with it. So my next job, um, I went to another restaurant group. I went to Dad's Restaurant Group. So I was their social media manager for a while. Um, and during that time, I actually took my first ever trip to New York City to visit my friend Michelle, who was on your podcast. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely, um, I'd never been. So I absolutely fell in love with the city. And I was like, you know, this would be kind of fun to live here. So I came back like a week later. And I'm sitting on my couch watching TV. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna like, just for the heck of it, let me search some careers and jobs available in New York City. And of course, there's like tons. (laughs) Um, But I was searching for agencies specifically, because I had learned that, you know, agency jobs, especially in the marketing social media world um, are really helpful in building your experience and learning and that kind of stuff. So I typed in um, social media jobs in in New York. And the first thing that popped up was Socialfly, which is an agency up there. I was like, you know what, I'll apply. So I applied and literally an hour later, I get an email back saying they want to interview. And fast forward like two weeks later, I get the job and I was told I needed to be up there in like two weeks. So, you know, I visit the city And like not even a month and a half later, I'm like living there. It's absolutely crazy. So I moved up there um, and I lived there for over a year. I worked, I moved up three times in the company, uh, landed at an account executive, worked with national brands, local brands, startups, huge companies. um, Awesome. Did everything. Yeah, it was awesome. Did everything from brainstorms to strategy to creative to, you know, social media planning, that kind of stuff. So that's really, um, it was a small enough team where I was able to dabble in all different areas. And again, just learn even more about strategy and that kind of thing. And I fell in love with it even more. 
um, while I was up there, I was called up by my old boss at Dats, and she was like, you know, our marketing director who's been there for like seven or eight years is leaving. Uh, do you want this job? And I like, I laughed. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm not set out to be a marketing director. Um, and, you know, I just thought about it, uh, talked to friends and family. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this role. My eventual goal, I've kind of developed this goal and this plan while I was in New York to eventually become an entrepreneur and start my own company. I knew I could do it. I had a side hustle um, while I was living in New York. I had my own clients, so I knew I could manage that kind of thing on my own. So I was like, you know, probably being a marketing director would be a natural progression yeah. from that point, and it would get me to where I eventually wanted to be. So I was like, why not? Let's do it. So um, over a year after living in New York, I came back to Tampa. I... Uh, began the role as marketing director at DATS, and it was amazing. Got to open up a new store um, and just really develop my skills of, of leading and strategy and stuff like that. Um, and probably about eight months later, I was feeling like just very, like something was missing. I wasn't quite at the point again that I wanted to be, and I started to hit a wall in terms of learning and growth, and it was becoming difficult, and I still had clients on the side. That was growing. I had more and more people coming after me saying, we want to work with you. Like, what can we do to, to get you as the strategist that we need? Um, and I'm like, you know what? I don't have time. I have like a 40 hour plus, you know, yeah, that was it for you kind of just to go. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I was like, I really want to do this with you, but like, I literally can't. So I took a step back and I was like, you know, I've always been making excuses for myself the last two years. I was like, I'm not going to quit my full-time job because of this, this, and this. I, I can't do it yet. And I just came to the point where I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go for it. Um, I actually That's had awesome. the opportunity. Yeah, I actually had the opportunity to, to contract with a local agency called Brick Media. So that was going to be a majority of my time each week working with their clients and stuff. So that's amazing. I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing the more details as we hop into these questions. It's gonna be, it's gonna yeah. be a good story. I'm so glad we got to connect. For sure. Yeah. So I, like I said, I I jumped off the bridge. I did it, and um, so now I'm working for myself. I contract with a couple agencies here, and it's been exciting ever since. And just learning to navigate my own business and build that out, and and work with clients. So it's been awesome so far. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners do too. Now, Cassie, it's time for the big five. Each episode, my guests and I go over these five questions to help everybody listening in learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go? Of course, yeah. Cool. You touched on it a little bit, but what was that moment, the actual moment when you weren't, when you actually decided to need a change? Was it before you got back to Tampa even? Did you know in the back of your mind that this is going to be temporary, I'm doing my own thing? Or let, let us listen to that. Yeah, sure. So like I said, it's probably for the last two or three years, it's been a goal of mine to leave a full-time job and do my own thing. I think for me, like I said, I've always, um, I've always been the kind of person that's been very organized and focused on my own. Like I can sit at home and work um, and just get a ton of stuff done. Um, I am not the kind of person that loves to be micromanaged either. So, you know, not. 
Yeah. So being in a full-time position, um, being told constantly what to do and even things that I might not agree with in terms of like strategies and the way to do things. I was like, you know, I could probably do this really well on my own and, um, just based off my experience and stuff. So I think that was the biggest thing is just wanting to having all these ideas and ambitions in my own head and wanting to take control of those, uh, was probably the biggest thing that led me to doing it. That's a great answer. What would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur? You know, going from being micromanaged, going from, hey, this is due today at four o'clock, step back. What are one or two of the most difficult parts for you running your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing is when you have people ahead of you and above you, um, if bad things happen or if someone's unhappy with something, there's usually someone else that can kind of absorb that unhappiness. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just being that person that has to answer to every complaint or whatever that happens, you know, mistakes happen and you just have to learn from them. But I think the biggest thing is we're in marketing and, and having your own company there. It's you're kind of in the in the world of people pleasing in a way. So yeah, way, yeah so figuring out a way that's authentic, but it's also, um, you know, you're you're telling it as it is. You're using your expertise to really. Uh, guide the client in a way that you think they should be guided and making sure that they're always happy and stuff like that. So I would say that's the biggest challenge. I'm trying to think if I have another one. I mean, there's definitely... I well, think there's a laundry list for sure. For me, it's just yeah. not having enough hours in the day. Yeah. Because you, know, you have to wear all these hats like we spoke about. And social media alone is a job, let alone the marketing part without yeah. social media. And then the creating the templates, for example, just for a podcast or uploading the podcast, filtering the audio. Yeah. So many hats, but it helps us learn. What would you say one of your greatest failures is, Cassie? And what did it teach you? Yeah. So when I was living in New York, I think I definitely, I was working a lot there as well. I probably worked over 40 hours every week and I was managing my own clients on the side as well. Um, and I think one of the things that I often found myself doing was just saying yes to way too many things. <laughs> yeah on way more work than I knew and I was living in New York so I wanted to enjoy it um, but I found myself at one point just working constantly and not having that time to step away even for a little bit and do anything for myself um, so I think for me I just really learned to take a step back and just to look at things holistically at the beginning of the month just analyzing what I have going on and um, saying no to the things that I didn't feel was the right decision to move on with so um, I think that's the biggest thing. Sounds like a great example of some personal growth right there, Rowan, mm -hmm. seeing things through. Yeah. If you could choose sure. to have a conversation with any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who are you picking? What are you talking about? Yeah. So uh, the company Peloton fascinates me to no end. It's um, super cool. This guy named uh, John Foley, I believe is his name. Uh, he's the guy that started it. He used to work for Barnes and Nobles, I believe in e-commerce. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, Peloton is a subscription based indoor cycling and now treadmill company. Um, so you buy the bike, you buy the treadmill, and then you buy the subscription plan with it where they have tons of classes, whether live or recorded that you can take. Um, and so John basically like years ago, I think like 2013 or 14, he had a passion for uh, doing triathlons for cycling. He always went to soul cycle and like all those different companies. Um, and he loves cycling, but he wanted to figure out a way to make it more, um, 
a little more attainable within the home, a little more uh, easier to access on a day-to-day basis for people. So he sold his first bike on Kickstarter. It was a prototype for this company for $1,500. Now they sell the bikes for $2,000. And I just think that the concept of the company, the model that they've set up with, you know, ongoing subscriptions, they're constantly having that income coming in. Plus the bikes and stuff, I think is just super awesome. So I think... For me, like a conversation I want to, want to have with him is, you know, number one, how did he come up with that? And then what are their goals in the future? Because, you know, they developed this whole plan and this program, but like, what are they going to do next to kind of top that and to grow from there? So. Absolutely. Great answer. That's the first time that's come up too, which is nice. <laughs> the Steve Jobs tend to come up a lot. Yeah. But outstanding. <laughs> Now you're on this entrepreneurial journey, Cassie. Let's look into the future a little bit. We're recording around the holidays right now at the end of 2019. So pretty much started 2021. Where do you want to see yourself? What do you, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that's kind of new recently, uh, my boyfriend's a videographer, and I he actually just recently quit his full-time job to pursue it full-time as well. So him and I, um, I'm a photographer as well, so him and I have been tag-teaming clients with photo and video. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it's been really great so far. It's been working with him. But I think one of the biggest things is just figuring out how we can kind of develop that and get more clients and how we can both learn together and just refine our skills in those creative areas. Um, but also personally with my own business is just, um, you know, growing my clientele, uh, getting more clients, learning more. I want to learn more about, uh, like analytics and paid advertising. So that's one thing that I really want to master in the next year. Definitely um, keep me posted with what you find. I'd love to yeah. love to learn yeah, a little more because sure. I have no idea really sometimes. No, no, that's always been, um, a little bit of a gray area for me. I'm pretty good at it, but like, you know, uh, Jake over at Brook Media is awesome at it. So I'm hoping to learn some stuff from him, but, um, that's a big thing. And then just continue to build out my personal brand, um, blogging more, uh, you know, maybe podcasting in the future. Who knows? Um, and then I think I told work- Michelle the same thing. I think you both would be good voices for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do one together. I'll have to ask her. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, we'll definitely touch on all your social media in a bit, but let's also look into five yeah. years, Cassie. That's one year. Now let's take that big step. Five years. So what, 2025-ish. What are you hoping for? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I honestly have not even thought that far. I'm still, I still feel like I'm thinking up to like March right now, um, which is crazy. I need to like sit down and really think about my goals. But again, I think kind of similar to the one year is just really figuring out how to excel at providing the best client experience that I can. Um, who knows, maybe tapping into other markets. I would love to get national with clients too. I do have a couple national clients, but having the opportunity to be able to travel for work, I actually went up to New York last week for work, which was really awesome. So, um, being able to do that even more and go to different places other than New York across the U S or who knows, maybe even in the rest of the world, um, would be really cool. And just, you know, focus on my own well-being at the same time, um, growing relationships, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So we'll see what happens, but still trying to figure it out. That's a great answer. But, you know, in the world of entrepreneurship, as well as I do, every day is different. Every month could be a a year ahead if all things happen because we're used to no, we're used to rejection, we're used to things not working the first five times. For sure. So if it the first time, it'll be a lot different. But Cassie, thanks so much for everything. I know the listeners are going to see a ton of value in your answers. I really appreciated how you 
personalized the difficult parts of being an entrepreneur. And I enjoyed the Peloton answer for the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be great. You're going to resonate with a lot of listeners. But can you go ahead and it's time for the last word. Can you share something with the listeners that you did not have time for today? Yeah, for sure. I think it's kind of similar to the Nike's uh, slogan, but I would just say just go for it. Like if you have hesitations about something, um, you know, talk to some people, uh, try to do some research, but don't linger on those hesitations and those negatives of a situation too long. You know, just um, go on a whim, maybe move to a different city or pursue a different career. You can always um, step away from that if you need to, but I would say uh, just do it. Just chase your dreams and uh, don't look back. I love it. That's a great answer. It's supposed to be scary or it wouldn't be worth it. Can you go ahead and share your social media website or ways for our listeners to use your services to follow your journey? Sure. Yeah. The biggest way to keep in touch with me is on Instagram at Cass Palmer at C-A-S-S-P-A-L-M-E-R. Uh, website is in the works. Um, but yeah, just just stay tuned on there. I'm also on LinkedIn. That's another big way. Uh, Cassie Palmer, C-A-S-S-I-E-P-A-L-M-E-R. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Make sure you check out her stuff. She's got really, really great content on there. Be sure to follow the show on Instagram at your favorite morning podcast and on Twitter at Podcasts by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. Make sure to grab my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption on Amazon now, and DM me or email me. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work really hard to find value delivering stories like Cassie's for each episode. As always, I'll end the show with a quote that inspired me, and I hope it does for you too. This one is from the co-founder of Airbnb, Brian Chesky. If we tried to think of a good idea, we wouldn't have been able to think of a good idea. You just have to find the solution to a problem in your own life. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur. 